It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Four o'clock hours here. You heard it. Reno's in Vegas. ESPN Reno, ESPN Vegas. We are at Battleborn Broadcast Center. Justin Watkins is here. More and more of a need for the voice of reason, the former assemblyman, our legal insider. So many stories to get to. First of all, what's going on? Uh, Adam was very angry at you for being dressed like a professional. Like, uh, you know, this is kind of what he does. I wasn't angry, just pointed out. Uh, I feel, yeah. I feel a little angry. I'm, ang- I'm angry about yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing? And this is, this is, this is halfway, right? Yeah. I don't have a tie on and I don't have a suit jacket on, but I do have slacks and a, and a button up. So, right. yeah, I'm a little uptight today. No, it's fine. Uh, we always exchange ideas that we're going to go over. Uh, we call it a rundown. But uh, I'm going to go rogue on the rundown because we didn't get to finish what we were just talking about with Darren Millard. And Justin's very big on hockey and a VGK season ticket holder. So I'm sure you were watching game six. Yeah. We were just talking about Connor McDavid. Well, first, let, let's talk about this. Um, have you been to a game in Canada? No. Okay. I thought the Edmonton crowd was an embarrassment. And I think they really hurt their team by being super quiet. And Millard defended him just now by saying eight out of 10 people when they're nervous are going to be quiet. NFL fans are not quiet when they're trailing, right? They're not, they're not. And I think it sapped a lot of the energy out of the Oilers. I thought the crowd sucked and it's good for VGK. If you don't want to have this environment and then Darren leaned on what Adam does all the time and it's bull crap. Cause what I, what, I wasn't talking about music and the cacophony of the artificial stuff in the arena. I'm talking about crowd noise and intimidating the opposition and Millard leaned on what you do all the time. It's more of a hockey environment. Well, what does that mean? Cause Frankly, those environments kind of suck. They're not loud. It's not intimidating. Thank you. Golden Knights on to the West, Western Conference Finals. I actually think that the, I haven't heard anybody talk about this, but I, I was watching the game, and I think what sapped the energy from the Oilers, and I think they had a lack of energy for a big portion of that second period and into the beginning of the third period, was – if you watch the intermission interview with Connor McDavid, he was super pissy with the people who were interviewing him when they asked about whether or not um, they were going to be able to come back if they because they don't score a lot of five on five. And he was like, I don't know why you guys keep talking about five on five. They all count the same. Well, it was, and, it, the, the, what it was is that they had scored two five on five goals. Right. And they said, how important was it for you to get those five on five goals? Right. It was like. I don't know why you guys keep doing this. Because right. you're not good. Because yeah. you're not good. Well, the, five but on the five. question was, you just scored two five on five right. goals. I know. Like, so wow. it's important. Yes. But but here's why, wow. here's why I think it here's why I think he was super pissy. He's supposed to be the best player in the world, right? Yeah. And his coach wouldn't put him out there against William Carlson. So they had last change. Anytime after any break, Cassidy put out Carlson's line and McDavid would not come out. He did not start the game. He did not start any period. He would not come out against the Carlson line. So, he, and that, even though they had a 2-1 lead at the point that Connor McDavid is interviewed, he's pissed. He looks pissed. He sounds pissed. And it's because he's not being trusted to be better than William Carlson. And there's a good reason why. Because the only time he scored prior to that was on the power play, except for one goal in the series. So, I mean, on power play, Carlson's, on, you know, he's one of the penalty killers, but he's only the f- the first line. And, you know, 
obviously they have the man advantage. Yeah. Um, so I actually think the coaching moves and the lack of faith in McDavid and Dreisaitl as against Riley and Carlson is what deflated them in that second period. They came out sluggish, and I, fe I felt like that energy continued through the whole time. I think Dreisaitl and McDavid are overrated. I think they're regular season players, and they're also coddled. So address that. Because if you can't handle a question like that and you get pissy and then Adam last hour, oh, well, they have to deal with this all. And I think Boutregros said that yesterday, John Boutregros on. It's like, well, they deal with these questions all the time. You know what American athletes deal with? Joel Embiid just won the MVP. Three days later, people in Philly are like, blow it up. He sucks. <laughs> oh, poor Canadian players in Canada. It's so rough. Sorry, man. Not impressed. Well, you, but not impressed. Well, you did. We you just made the point that they don't. They deal with the same. They deal with literally the same thing. No, they deal with less. less. No, they deal less. with less. They're coddled. They deal with less. Yeah. If you get ask, on a, ask players that came from Canada to play for the Golden Knights. Who, ask, Max Pacioretty? Of course. Ask, Care, ask players like that. They deal with more there because it's so intense. They're, yeah, and, they're and, and they will. And they will. Only game. It, no, the, and they will. Literally. You, what, what you just said you, about Embiid is the exact same you, thing you that have, McDavid deals with, except more. They just they're trying to blow up the MVP's team uh, again. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think McDavid deals with that. Now you want to talk about Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, yeah, and William sure. Nylander? Okay, yes, but not McDavid and Edmonton. Nobody's coming after McDavid saying, "Dude, you're not going to be the." They're trying the to greatest. trade him. No, they're not. The Stop media's it. not trying to trade no, him now. No, no, absolutely not. No, come on. The, the local Canadian media talking about McDavid. The, the Austin Matthews for McDavid trade stuff is not going on right now. Oh, well, that's just yeah, who's like that coming from? Like, Canadian which, media. Which market? Yeah. Which market? Not, not Edmonton. Not Edmonton. Well, Canadian media. Yeah. The no, no, national no. media. We don't, do we have a reference? Oh, okay. Is it the LA media and the New York media? U.S. media. Same thing, right? No, there's not national media that covers hockey here. There is national media that covers hockey. But national media that covers like. What we're talking about is what McDavid deals with. In Edmonton and the pressure in Edmonton. Right. Yeah. I yes. don't. I don't think it's anywhere near. Right. But the, but the, the way the conversation started was that they deal with. I. I think it is. But I mean, have, having been there and seen it, I think it is. And what the media that travels here with the Canadian teams yeah. is insane. With it's insane. And, and the Canadian and again, teams. But the point is Edmonton that we is start. The whole reason we started at the whole thing we start. The whole thing that started at is that they are far less compensated for dealing with the same thing. That, that's what we were talking about at the beginning of this. Now you're bringing in. No, that, that's that what the that is, that's how this whole thing no, started. Not how the whole yes, thing it started. is. No, we that started on this show. The discussion. Last that's not like what the two, discussion was about. Two two breaks ago. Right. That's what we were talking about. No, no, no. Nah. What I what I told you, I said that that interview and being pissy and not reacting well in the media, not being a professional. I think hurts the sport. It doesn't grow the sport. And that's why the sports revenues aren't as big as other leagues. Well, and I'll just say this. I, I'm confident I listen to more national hockey media than both of you probably combined. I listen to NHL radio all the time. I listen to 32 Thoughts podcast all the time. I listen to other Canadian-based hockey podcasts all the time. And nobody, absolutely nobody is critical of Connor McDavid. Everybody is critical of everybody around him, but not Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid. Number one and number two in the, in the world. That's what that's how every conversation starts. He's the best player in the world, second best player in the world. Maybe you could argue McKinnon's third. That's how every single conversation starts. But my whole point was is he comes in and you're, he's been told this whole time, you're the best player in the world. You and Leon are the best players in the world. But 
your coach doesn't think you can beat William Carlson, either of you two, and on the same line. Won't put you on the same line and won't put you up against William Carlson. I think that's what deflated him. He, I'm telling you, that interview, I know they were up two to one, but he was, he was pissed. They were up two to one and he was pissed. And as the game went on, you know, obviously we t- take over the second period, the interviews afterwards, you know, he says all the right things. Well, it was a clinic in the third period. Every team goes through this. We have to go through this too to, in order to win a cup. Dreisaitl called it a failure. Uh, I mean, I, I just think to get back to your original point, I think that was much more deflating than say the crowd. Um, but I'll, I will say this as, as part of the crowd. Where are you exactly supposed to cheer loudly? Yeah, you see it happen at the Golden Knights games yes. all the time, where it gets dead quiet because people are like, we might not score, we might not score, oh my God, oh well, my God. Oh or, my God. or this, like if we have it in the ozone for a long period of time, do we want to interrupt their communication? Or in the D zone, we definitely don't want to yeah. cheer while we're in the D zone because we don't want, they got to yeah. talk, they yeah, got to yeah. be able to talk. Yeah. So there, it becomes this point of like, where do we give our players the motivation they need? And it's usually going to come in ex- extended ozone time is most likely. And that's not how Edmonton plays. They're, they do not do e- extended ozone. They try to do quick strikes. I think, I think it's more than, I mean, you see it in, you see it at the T-Mobile all the time yep. where it's like, if you're down, you're just like, it's like everybody holds their breath right. for like and, 10 and, straight minutes and nobody says a word and it's just dead quiet. So but, how, how do they counter that with stadium ops? Well, I mean, I think at how, least how, do, how do they do it? How do they do it at Vegas? Yeah, they, by piping in noise and constantly trying to get the crowd going. Yep. So back to one of our other discussions, the purity of hockey in Canada, their brand of hockey in those arenas sucks because they know how the fans are going to be. Then that means you have to be playing music all the time, whatever, that, organ, do breaks. something to get the crowd going. Right, that's during breaks. Then it gets that didn't help their cause. And I'll give you the other thing that drove me nuts watching this last game. Right. For a sport where everyone is so tough and I hear so many hockey fans call the NBA floppers and pansies and pusses. Right. The, the whole Edmonton thing is built on getting the four on four. Oh, dude. and the whole yeah. every 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 potential violation. Oh, the crowd's right. Like the crowd is just a bunch of morons like at NFL games looking to throw flags on every pass. It is unique plea, to one team. It is. But. It's literally the best power play you're, in the history right, of the league. Right, like, why wouldn't so, they do so, that? So that market basically just watches the officiating all game, what? and if and they don't believe five on five that they can win, so the whole thing is angled towards four on four. Yeah, five, and then on they're, four. five on four. Five on four. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, yeah, I keep but saying I, four I don't four, think that's I don't think that's the market. I think that this year for that market, right? It's the but, same thing. But you know what the national media has talked about today? You want to know what they talked about, or the day after Edmonton officiating? Got, they talked about why do the officials? Oh, why do we accept that the officials swallow the whistle during the playoffs and don't call it the same? That's that was their whole topic today. The so day weak. after Edmonton's so gone weak. is like we need to fix officiating in the playoffs. Well, you need to fix your team. That, yeah, that, that's never happened here. So I mean, that that's fair. What's that? It's that's never happened after a loss in in Vegas. So that that's fair. That what's never happened? That the entire talk is about the officiating and a call. Well. That did change a, fuck, a, a freaking rule. That's close. That was close. But yeah. it's it's it's. I mean, that's that's how that's how people are. They're they're they only see no no what no no no. This team. is the media. This is sure. the national media, and we were talking about how whether or not they are critical. Connor McDavid. No 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 no. They need to change the whole way the game has been officiated to 
make sure that Connor McDavid has every five on four opportunity yep. that he can have because he can't score five on five in the so playoffs. We want, we want to call this like soccer. And and we want to reward the Oilers for flopping, which they did often. Oh, dude, tons. Every time they got the come on. The, the there was a there was a five minute stint at the end of the second where it was just like penalty, penalty, penalty. The first one was a holding. It was completely ridiculous. Where I forget which Golden Knight got carry. Yeah, he, he grabbed the jersey and pulled the guy back. But the twist it, to go down. <laughs> it's like the GM okay, okay, head throw in basketball. Get, let's get on skates and somebody well, pull you back. I, Adam, I, I, will, this, I will say this. Her, penalty. Who, he he pulled down who? And he weighs what one thirty and carries three hundred twenty pounds. Come on, give yeah. me a break. But I, the flopping in the game was was outrageous. I will say that was a penalty. I will say this: White White Cloud sold his boarding penalty. Of course he did. He, <laughs> and he got hit. Then he looked around like, "Is the ref coming?" Okay, let's go into the back. Right. But, that, but the that's the culture we built in this series because they can't play five on five. I don't think you can just say that's a culture we built because of that. Like that's I, what, I felt that's, it. I felt it in I hockey. Felt, I could hear the crowd. It happens in quiet hockey and reacting to freaking everything. Come on, they're they're ready to flip out on on freaking player changes. Like, oh, another guy's on the other. Like, stop, yeah. stop. And that was and that was players pointing it stop. out too. Like, look, because they, because because their culture on the Edmonton team is like we can't win yeah. five on five. We, I don't. I please think, call I think penalties you're overselling me. We can't win five on five. It's we are literally the best power play team in the history of this sport. We want to get into in that, this in series. That situation. They cannot win five on five. No, they could. They were. They, not, they they were not. They were not as good of a team five on five. Not That's even absolutely close. true. But they also were literally the best power play in the yeah, history. I know, but so why wouldn't they try to get to that situation? That, that that all they should be doing is trying to get to that situation. That's what they should be doing. I don't think they did it enough. This hour every day in uh, Reno and Vegas is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Call Justin or Matt for help, advice anywhere in the state of Nevada. Seven six six fourteen hundred. Make sure you dial seven seven five in the north. Whatever it is, Skip, he wanted to ascend to a high level, have better than what he had growing up. He gets to that point, and not only does he not want to go back to the middle class in which he came from, he want to go back to he want to go back to the trenches. He want to go back to the mud. Mm. Huh? After you make forty mil, you making forty, fifty mil a year, and you want to live that lifestyle mm. for what? It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins. Only on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. That was real good. Shannon Sharp. Talking about John Morant, and then I don't know. I still don't understand. I don't know why it drives me nuts and no one else, but skip with the mm, 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 like, like as he's validating with Shannon. Shut up. Please, please. So that was courtesy of FS1. So the, the John Morant stuff that comes down. Now we've got another incident where he's dancing with a gun. Justin Watkins is here with us. So I really, we need your legal voice on this, on the gun front and on what leagues can do to guys, right? So he's been suspended from team activities. So first of all, did he commit a crime by waving a gun around in a car? It depends on where it's at, but I think most likely no. Okay. I mean, he's in New York City. Yes, he did. Um, can't have a gun, a handgun in New York City. So yes, but if I'm assuming, I'm assuming not in one of the very limited jurisdictions in this country that have those sort of rules. I'll say okay. no. He did not commit a crime. So what do we think about the NBA? You know, pushing. I don't know if it was NBA push or whatever. And now you know he's facing an NBA suspension. But the Grizzlies suspending him from team activities. I don't see it. Yeah, I'm, if, if it's a, if it's a one off, if they lay out a whole thing like, hey, here's this all these, you know, moments where you've misbehaved, but just for waving, you know, dancing with a gun, I don't care. 
Yep. I don't care. I, I brought it up yesterday. If Kid Rock can blow up a bunch of beer in his backyard with some machine gun, whatever, man. Come on, NRA. Let's back all gun owners. Let's go. Oh, I'm sure why, they why, are. Why does the league get to decide who gets to have a gun and how to use it? Because they're the ones who write the checks, right? Like, I don't care either. But I'm also not paying them $40 million to represent my <laughs> to represent my brand. So if if you're in the entertainment industry and brand is everything and you're paying somebody to not only perform on the court, but to be a brand representative, then it then it might matter to you. It doesn't matter to me either. Yeah, I, but, but 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 this is also not isolated, right? That's the thing. And I didn't mention Powerade and yep. some of those other partners. They have every right to do. I just I feel Grizzlies like Grizzlies are no different though. I, Part of I, the contract is based on his marketability, right? It's it's drawing fans in. This is an entertainment business above all else. Right? You got to you got to see that as a as an owner. Don't you? I mean not every player makes the same amount of money even right. if they have the same skill if they have a big difference in marketability. I mean I I I think both sides are true. I think the NRA should be this should be the the absolute test case for the nra of like they should be fighting and fighting and fighting and they're not i, I well, see they kind of are i see pressure yeah. i see pressure i see people saying nra hasn't come out with a statement yet i don't know if that changed today this is yesterday a bunch of columns saying where is the nra on this which they should well it's, but, it's but not a second other... amendment right the, the, there's no government action here but so let's start there this there whatever memphis does is not state action well, it won't be memphis will be the nba and so that's uh, still but, not state action but i think apparently right but i think apparently on the um in the case of the NBA, of why there is a uh, why will there why there will be a suspension? It sounds like it could be the full season, which would be pretty wild. Oh my gosh! Um, oh my gosh! Because they said, "Look, stop! No more guns. You you threaten a kid with a gun. Apparently, in a mall, you're doing all this yeah, other no, stuff. Hold on, one but second. like, no uh, more. Allegedly, that case is still going on. Okay, but the whole thing is, all right, just no more guns. This feels very NFL. If, like if we're only going to give you eight games and we're not going to suspend you for the playoffs." Just don't be caught with a gun anymore. That's our only rule for they you. They can't don't, don't say that. Gun. How can they say no more guns? What if you need it for protection? Well, I think the, the it would be no more guns when you're not in a yeah. – no more guns on video or no more guns that are shown on a video somewhere. Who Just can't? stop. Why, well, why does Le that matter? LeBron's got security. I mean, why can't he do security then? Yeah. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. I actually find, like, Clay Travis's take on this one somewhat in the middle and reasonable – and and that is he agrees that like just having a gun probably is not you know shouldn't be looked at as punishable but in the context of what's gone on with john morant and i would suspect there had to have been similar conversations of along the lines of what you're theorizing which is hey here's the discipline we propose but we need from you assurances that you're not going to behave like this again do we have your assurance? Otherwise, we might consider a more significant penalty. And he says yes, and then comes out in the public and says, that's not the right thing to do. I'm not going to do that again. I made a mistake. I'm going to be different moving forward. He said that, not, that, not the team. And that's kind of along the lines of what uh, what Shams was talking about this morning of, like, the NBA is almost embarrassed in the situation of, like, they wanted to spend it maybe the rest of the year. They he promised them, okay, I will not be seen with the, the, you. Have my assurances, I will not be seen flashing a gun in public anymore. That's a guarantee, right? And then he does it like less than a month later. A month later, uh, and then I think it's the embarrassment factor too of like you promised us you wouldn't do this again, and now you're in a car holding. I mean, like I think if they embarrass, I mean, I, sorry, if they suspend him for a season, I think that's embarrassing. I do, I do, like that's that's 
I think, really over the top. I don't think you would see that in any other American sports organization. I think you could see it in the NFL. I don't think so. I also well, I you feel know, like it would be it would, John Morant would win an appeal if it's a year suspended yeah, too. Right. Which I think if they, if they want to do fifty games, which it sounds like that's what they really well, want to well, do, then they'll probably do full season and then it'll get it'll get appealed down to fifty. That seems it just seems like I'm I'm with where you started this whole thing, which is I don't care, right? Like he wants to live that life now. The NBA might really care, right? They might say we don't want to appeal to. They don't care. What? Okay. They don't care. From a legal perspective, Justin. Yeah. We've now seen this several times. John Morant shoots somebody soon. Yeah. The NBA is responsible for that shooting. No. If they no. just if they no. just let this go. No. Your employer is responsible no. for a shooting. Like no. If I, you know that this is an issue. Issue what? Not he, answer, not he threatened. He threatened a woman through through direct message not, on Twitter not, to not, shoot her. Not while he working. He pulled a gun on a kid. Not while working. But they know that this is a thing. I'm I'm asking a question, but I'm saying at some point, will this is this potentially on them if they know that this is an issue? No, they're letting it happen. No, and then it, and then something does happen. No, not unless it were to happen on a basketball court or during a you know a basketball related event. In which case. Then would this information come to rise? Yeah, it would yeah. right. Like yeah. if if John Morant shoots a kid uh, at a presser for the NBA All Star Weekend, and I represent the kid, am I presenting all this evidence? Heck yeah, because I need to show that they knew or should have known that he was dangerous to the public. Now they're going to counter and say, "There's no evidence that he's ever done anything like this while working. He seems to be a model citizen while working. We only have control over him while working." Um, and my counter to that would be, you, you know, he loves guns and why, if, why wouldn't you check him for guns while he's working? Yeah, and also wasn't, I mean, wouldn't working be on a work road trip? It, well, depending like on whether or not you're doing the, the event, in, in I don't know, but like we, you're not on, on the clock 24 hours while you're in Denver, right? Like it's gotta be some sure. sort of basketball related event. That's good news. I thought, I thought you were <laughs> on clock 24 hours. If you're on, if you're on a work trip. Yeah. Then I thought your your work is responsible for your duties. Well, only to the extent that you have where you you have work duties there. I mean, if if some businessman goes on a work trip um, and he gets all loaded after his conference, and crashes is done, a car that was rented by the car, company that was yeah. rented by the company. Well, that's different. That, that gets into ownership of of and and control over the the company vehicle, but. Let, let's say he's not in a car like right he's just at the hotel after his convention's over and he gets lit and gets into a bar fight is the company responsible for that no the company wouldn't be named in a suit unlikely really interesting could so, i mean it could happen under certain circumstances but yeah justin Watkins, our legal insider we're here at battleborn broadcast center on a tuesday on espn reno espn las vegas uh, last one on this one. I keep hearing former players say, hey, he's going to lose his NBA contract. How would he lose his NBA contract? Depends on what the CBA says, right? I mean, if it gives them an out to do that um, for repeated behavior um, that is detrimental to the league or the team, and this rises to that level in their minds, could they try it? Yeah. Do I think that they would win in court? I do not. I think there's enough gun owners in this country who would look at that and say owning a gun is not um it's not a vice you haven't done something wrong because you own a gun 
And so how could it be detrimental to the league if you just own a gun and, and use it? Let's use uh, Adam's words with the uh, the workplace, you know, the, the workplace violations. Or in the case of the WNBA, the respect in the work, workplace violation by Becky Hammond. This one's really interesting. It is. Especially because it's sports. Yep. And availability is a big thing. Yep. This case with De'Erica Hamby and what Becky, uh, Becky Hammond said to her, which basically was, you're not available. And we expected you to be responsible and be available. So she's been fined. Uh, well, essentially fine because she can't coach two games yep. and the organization lost her first round pick. Yeah, and I'll just say we don't know exactly what was said. We just know what was alleged. So there hasn't been, we, you know, they told us that they interviewed 33 people, they found there was a violation and they suspended, but they haven't come out with any sort of findings of fact. The only thing we have to go on is the original Instagram post. And so it, we really only have one side of that conversation. So I'll, I'll just put that out there from the perspective of somebody who gets involved in these lawsuits all the time. And the he said and she said that goes on. Rarely do the parties agree on exactly what was said and the tone and the intent. And what is seen in black and white, the tone can be different. So I'll just put that clarifier out there. Now, that being said, they interviewed 33 people and suspended her for two games so they 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 found something that they didn't like um and i don't think it was just to save the image does it look like a light penalty to you i don't know what they found right without the findings of fact i can't say whether I, whether it's light or not i mean there's a real optics issue here with a women's league that's the thing that's the thing the optics is is bad who's the pressure on in the nuggets and lakers series i always like to throw a question and then just answer it um i say it's on the Nuggets. It's about time that they break through and win a freaking championship. And you know what? If I were Michael Porter Jr., man, I would. I might not be in the mood to talk to the media because of all this pressure. <laughs> you know, like a Connor McDavid. Oh, he was just doing an interview. He looked very professional and kind of happy to be playing. Pressure's on. I know they're different level players. So, uh, so I'm not there in the middle of the game. Whatever. You know, I'm never going to be objective on this as a guy who's done a little bit of sideline reporting. Dial it down. Be a professional. Give me an answer. Or take less money. Uh, as as fans, what are we rooting for here? Jokic to finally break through, you know, get the true attention he deserves, or LeBron to keep on trucking, make another NBA Finals. So I think I'm a good barometer of this because I'm not an NBA fan and I don't really watch the NBA at all. Um, and I'm And I'm not a LeBron fan, but... I don't know. I want to see the Lakers win it. I don't know. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. I want to see. I don't know why I want to see the Lakers win it. Maybe just because they were sort of left out, and um, I don't know. I want to see them win it, and I like what Anthony Davis is doing this this postseason. Um, and I don't know. Maybe I just still don't like Denver because of the Avalanche ah, series. Yeah, you, you almost it's got possible. beat up. You almost got beat up. Yeah, and exactly. They attacked. Yeah. They physically attacked you. Worst fans in the NHL. <laughs> But they really care. So no, no, they're that. actually really bad too. They're really bad. They everybody must be quiet. Uh, oh, that's right. They want to. You can't stand up. Can't stand up, and everybody needs to be quiet while hockey's being played. You can only stand up after the goal is scored and already in the net. Everybody wants to hear the sticks. Everybody wants to hear them talking. Okay. No cheering. It's okay. weird. So they like hockey. That's good. <laughs> Adam, LeBron, Jokic. Who is more pressure? No, just who are you rooting for? The the pressure thing was a dopey setup. I'm out. So, to, to rip on McDavid. I'm out. 
Why? My guys are out. I'm done. It's depressing. Come on. He he. Le- LeBron. He, Jimmy, he, Jimmy buckets. Yeah, that's who I'm. That's that's who I want to see okay. winning the whole thing. Actually, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron is our era's guy. Even though I'm old. No, LeBron, my my LeBron, era has now turned me LeBron, against Michael Jordan. LeBron has. I mean, unless you're a complete idiot, Le- LeBron has solidified himself as the greatest player. But he of all hasn't time. with a lot of people. That's fine. I said unless you're a complete I, idiot. I, and I but guess I think if, some of the idiots even will come along for the LeBron ride. LeBron could win the next eight. Jordan. People are just. If you win at 38 and you're still putting up 27, 8, and 8 and making it look easy. Yeah, that debate's done. Give him his due. The debate's done. But it's not. You think it's going to help anyone convert? If if LeBron and, wins and, and we all and all the all the devotees of need, your of needed uh, Anthony uh, Davis to do it yeah, of, of your needed Austin Reeves to be the guy uh, how about how about he's done how about he's made all these NBA finals if he makes another one that'll be what eleven and one in conference finals with different groups with all different groups by the way I will give credit to that narrative too the SO the significant other who is a Lakers fan but was not hundred percent on board with LeBron you know coming to join the Lakers but now that she sees him at thirty eight still doing this her respect. Is with LeBron, true yeah. Lakers fan, J- true Lakers. Fan. Yeah, I'm I'm Jimmy buckets now. That I, now that I remember the Heat still in it. I'm going. I'm going. I want the Heat to win it. I think. Like, uh, I I just don't like the Celtics, but Lakers, Lakers, Celtics, Boy, Lakers, Celtics, Celtics would, would be, be incredible, something, right? We could, but yeah. the Heat knocking out the Celtics and Boston acting like Philly is right now—that's also glorious. Yeah. Good storylines. This like I'm not, I don't watch the NBA, but this postseason has been good. You know, I've been watching quite a bit of it. it hasn't been good. No. Dubs are out. It sucks. <laughs> it's over, too. It sucks. How totally. sad were you? Yeah. I, I got I got really happy watching Golden State lose, but then I got a little bit sad knowing that it could break up and uh, seeing Clay Thompson just look old and depressed and Draymond Green just quitting on his team, committing fouls, and then limping off the court, faking an injury. I was kind of caught in the middle. I'm like, eh, do I feel bad or do I feel sad? We'll reload. We're fine. Or do I feel happy or I feel sad? You're going to reload. Got the second best player in history, Steph Curry. We're fine. They should be fine. They should be fine. All right. We've 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 held out. Get the uh, the steel drum music ready to go. Uh, I'm trying to avoid all A's talk at any cost, but we have an expert here who served in the assembly. So let's find out what's going on with the A's and the latest in their efforts to get a lot of money from Nevada. Hanging at the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, crank it up. We have A's talk coming up. Yesterday, I said every time we talk A's, just play the steel drum music I love from Jamaica, and I'll just bow out. I'm out. I'm out. You guys were just having a great conversation. Justin Watkins and Adam Hill during the break. I have no idea what you want to say on the air. I actually, I'm not even, I'm not speaking anymore. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand back. So while I was gone, you know, I was saying it yesterday, I was like having, a, you know, a freaking seizure, a stroke, whatever. I read, you know, when I read the A's have switched over to the Tropicana, I'm like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? So now the clock is still ticking yep. on some sort of proposal for the Senate and the Assembly. Yep. Now, oh, they've lowered demands to $395 million in state money from $500 million. There's still no proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where do you guys want to start? First of all, on the site. What do you guys think of the site? Again, I don't know. Play the music, Ari. I don't, ha- I, I, I don't have any insider information. I'm just going to base this on the information as it's coming out. But... The idea that the they switch sites from the Wild Wild West to the Tropicana and the Valley's Corp instead of a, a station's own property, and then days later 
Culinary and the A's announced this partnership and agreement. They have everything understood. Would seem to me to have to be part of this puzzle that that a reason why the switch would occur as we all know culinary and stations don't really see eye to eye on on anything labor related and that kind of acrimonious uh relationship i think is felt in carson city this is just speculation on my part but those pieces falling into place in the order in which they fell into place seem to indicate that the idea that they lowered from 500 to 395 million also sends a message to me that somebody that has some say there was like, you're not getting 500 million. Like, stop. We're not doing that. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, you got to lower it. I need, I need, a, I need a better number. And, and maybe it's because they, in this time, they've been able to probably do some public polling. They probably know where some people sit. Um, I don't love the site uh, at the Tropicana. I don't hate it, but they're given a very little room the, the stadium goes on nine acres and then the valleys keeps all the rest and gets to develop all the rest so i mean good news from that that standpoint i actually like because the a's aren't making a real estate play they're not getting any real estate yeah so no so the i thought ballpark village was as important or bigger than the freaking stadium i thought so all the too. money they can make off of that in a tax district well that's what i wonder about this ta tax district does that tax district extend to the, all the valley zone stuff or is it just going to be the nine acres, right? And so I, I don't... And, and one of the things, and one of the reasons that the A's fans last night were so vocal in their protests, like, wait a minute, this is an objectively worse deal <laughs> yeah. than what is already on the table in Oakland. Yep. So what is going on? Right. And that's a fair thing to be wondering about. Because we said this from the beginning, the reason I've said so, for so long that they're not coming is because I said, we're not going to do any better than that's already on the table. Yep. And now they're just taking to. a worse deal. I know. Which means it's not a worse deal. There's some hidden things that we don't know about. Well, like they can't hide too much, you know, like once this They once... can if they're jamming it in in an hour. Well, that's not gonna happen. That's the point. I'm I'm confident that's not gonna happen. I'm confident. Okay, they only have two days right now, right? Two days. It has to be on the on the table by Thursday, doesn't it? No. I thought no. that's what we talked about last week. Oh, about the budgets being closed? Yes. Yeah, but the budget this can affect next year's budget, right? I mean, we could we could hear a bill that gets a commitment for them to be here. Um, and and we're talking about next year's budget and interim committees and all that stuff. But this year's budget is closed. Okay. It's done. So the spending that just happened is already a portion and it is, it is, the budgets are closed. I closed last Thursday. Okay. But that doesn't mean they can't pass enabling legislation. Right. Remember, a big part of this but is, if they want to but, break but, ground in 2024 wouldn't it have to be done already but this can be enabling legislation that occurs at the county level we're not paying money into this right it's creation of a tax district right so and and i believe what you're going to see if if we see it is enabling legislation for the county to do and and actually commissioner naff said the same thing he thought it would be enabling rather than mandatory language to the county and allow the county to then choose how that tax, tax district works within certain limits. So um, they, they could do that all the way up until the end of the last day. They, they, and if it's enabling for the county, they could do that all the way to the end of the day. It doesn't affect the budgets. So they will, but they will put it on the table an hour before the legislative no, session closes. No, I do not believe, I, I'm confident that will not happen. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think, I'll say this. If that were to happen, I don't think they have the votes for that right now. 
and and I and I, and I think I, I admire your optimism. Well, I mean, I think I think you know Steve Yeager intimated that in his comments to the press, which is I need something to take to the members. Well, if you need something, that probably means that there's enough concern amongst the votes that you've got to go over the details with the caucus and talk about it. He hasn't, I haven't, I haven't talked to him about the A's at all. Like, I have no idea about the A's. I don't really care about the A's. Um, so it's not part of any conversation we've ever had. I did find a very, very interesting quote in the Bally's story from, from us at the Review Journal that the, the head of the Bally's part of this that spoke did make sure to say on the record, we don't believe it would be that easy to get an expansion team. So I think that narrative has creeped into this. Well, it should creep into this. I know, but I'm saying it wasn't really, I don't think yeah. it was being talked about there Yeah. before we started screaming about yeah, it. That's right. It wasn't. I, I'll, I'll tell you this, like when I'm, I've been up to Carson City a lot recently on unrelated to the A's issues. But again, if somebody started talking about the A's, I was more than happy to sure. be a little vocal about my opinion. And this whole talk about, Oh, we would have gotten an expansion team? Like, yeah, dude, we'll get an expansion team. Like, if, if the A's don't come here, we're getting an expansion team. Then they're like, oh, all right. So that conversation <laughs> was not happening in Carson City. It wasn't. So I think it I think it is now. Um, and clearly, like you said, it had to be addressed by Bally's. <laughs> and it was very interesting yeah, that he said that. Yeah. Well, Bally's might not get an expansion team, but Vegas would. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. It's a fair point. I joked yesterday, and we're talking to Justin Watkins, Battleborn Injury Lawyers. We're here at the uh, Battleborn Broadcast Center. You can call these guys, uh, Matt Hoffman and Justin Watkins and company at 766-1400, anywhere from the uh, in the state of Nevada offices in Reno and Vegas and Henderson. I joked yesterday. I'm like, okay, two weeks from now, it'll be the festival grounds. A month after that, it'll be, you know, the Rio site. Am I completely incorrect? Like that this Bally's, the, the idea of Bally's and the Trop site, there, there's enough problems there and also getting through the 395 that th this could continue for months we got till june 5th to figure it out that's the last day of session i i and then just i go, do then, not then believe, just go special session i don't believe they will go to a special session what do you mean i don't believe they'll do it Why i mean not? i think the the senate majority leader she's nicole canazaro who's awesome majority leader she's very pregnant <laughs> uh and i don't think that it's just going to be so easy as as it is in most sessions to just call a special session the day after regular session stops that's happened a number of times in our history i don't think that's going to happen here can you put a percentage on the like it's there's a 10 percent chance it happens there's a 40 percent oh, chance it happens that a special session happens 25 percent. Oh, i was hoping you'd say like two <laughs> the yeah. on the 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 idea and we keep calling it a tax district it really is a tax-free district um wouldn't legislators be concerned if as you uh, as we were talking before about if the a's get a tax-free district and bally's is looped in wouldn't every project on the strip or strip related go yep we want that too i mean except I mean, for they got to knock down their buildings right but yeah if you got space on the strip yeah of course you'd want that you know it become it takes the value of your land and increases it by tenfold if not more hundredfold yep. yeah and it's it's massive and it's not tax-free district it's tax diverted district right? right it's our taxes that we would collect right. giving them back to they're the not a's paying. or whoever they're not paying taxes yep. on their on their land yep, they get on their business it. right i wonder is, is f1 so rich that they're like yeah we don't care 
Yeah. Like, we should. Right? <laughs> yeah, think, F1 must be looking at it like, why didn't we do this? We didn't I know it would be this easy. I thought it, I was thinking about that this the other day. the greatest day. product and the richest sport in the world. I mean, there's, I'm sure they got, they have a lot of incentives from Las Vegas and LVCBA, but still, they must be looking like, wait, this, like the worst team in all of baseball, the worst organization in all of baseball is able to get this. We should so, get that. The worst now, some people believe that now Snyder sold the commanders, the worst ownership group in all of professional sports. I've heard that. Um, so yeah, am I, no, am I, I right I, on the second worst? I think, am I, I right on the tab? You know, the opening of Pandora's box here with giving them a tax free district and uh, people up and down the strip would be like, wait, what's going on here? What about our companies? Well, dude, that that Pandora's box was opened by Allegiant Stadium. Um, you know, fully group did it right the first time but don't forget that when they did dollar loan center they got money when we built las vegas ballpark there was money um you know now that was you know lcv uh, ca money but um it's still our money if that's tax money being sent there to for advertising so the the box is open the question is do we use this opportunity to shut it or not I don't, I don't think that will be the case. I don't think we'll shut it. Um, I just hope that if we're going to have that box open, it's for an expansion team and a local owner, not, not the A's. 80, 90% in that this is going to happen at the trop site? Oh, uh, I think it's 80 or 90% chance that this happens, that the A's will relocate here. Um, what do I think the chances are at this site? Like, I have no inside knowledge. I'm just speculating, but I'm going to say, 50, 60%. Okay. Adam? Yeah. Um, Come on, you're following the story very closely. You know, 99% that it happens, unfortunately. And Just a pessimistic person. site? 50. It's yeah. a, so both of you guys are about 50-50. And then what's the next best? Like, what's your thought on the next best backup? Where, where's the next place they go? That'll work with the culinary union. I mean, I think the, I, the site I like best is the Valley High Golf Course. It solves a problem that the county has. Uh, it has an awesome backdrop. If if that's where you want to put a stadium, you can have it, you know, kind of looking down the strip. Um, you have plenty of space for parking. Uh, and Aaron problems, though? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, if Allegi- there's a lot of land just south of the South Point. <laughs> oh, God. No, they're, yeah, they're not going to no, go for that. No, please Come on. don't do that. Come on. What's, you, you mentioned a county problem. Explain the county problem with Valley High. Well, we have this Billy Walters <laughs> 99 year lease uh, issue and ongoing litigation and millions of dollars owed and not restrictions on the use of that property. Um, you know, if we can buy out Billy Walters by selling the property and getting him a whole bunch of money and we get out of the litigation and we can use it for a beneficial civic use. Not that Valley High is not nice. I like going to Valley High. Um, I think I, that's my favorite site. I think that's the best. You don't like putting it right across from my house? Yeah. Well, the other thing about being at Bally High is it helps alleviate some of the parking problems at Allegiant. You could, if we put enough parking. Yeah. Like we well, should have made huge, Bally High though. a parking lot anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. You know, one thing we didn't mention, because I, I keep seeing, um, well, I, I put in the rundown today. I see uh, Northern California public servants still commenting on this. Is that door completely closed? I mean, I know there's a lot of vitriol, but they seem to be watching it. I mean, it's and it's one thing to call out, like Adam said earlier, it seems like you're taking a worse deal and they want to bash Fisher. Is it really closed? 
I don't know Fisher well enough to know if he's taking all the signs and everything personally that of the 2000 fans at the A's games. But I mean, the, the Oakland mayor seems open to it. Still commenting in the press, like, Hey, we're still willing to talk. We were, we were close. Just come back to the table. I mean, that would that not be the best for, for you guys? Yeah. If they, if it. they took them back and then it's like, Hey, we want baseball expansion team. Yep. I would love it. Dream come true. <laughs> there you go. All right. Cue up the steel drums. Let's do it. Justin, thank you very much. Appreciate it.